You're listening to The Humaning Podcast with real conversations as we call bullshit on everything capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy culture has duped us into believing about self-care, mental health, fitness, wellness, and all things life. I am Steph Galante, and I created this show to support badass people doing solidarity work in pursuit of disrupting these systems in their lives and communities. Together, we'll discuss how systems of oppression are keeping us unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other, and how to best support you in creating more aligned self-care practices that will help you human more easily. It's the shit we need to talk about. Hey, hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Happy February. It is my birthday month and I hope it's a really good one for you. This month, there are four practices from December and January that are going to be really important to continue with being conscious of. And these are winter's changing vibe and how it's affecting you because the reality is it is still winter for another month and a half and depending on where you live in the northern hemisphere you might have winter vibe for even longer than that um, into you know the rest of March and possibly even into April. Um, The second thing to be conscious of is the continued invitation of winter to reflect to rest, to recalibrate, to rejuvenate, to imagine, to slowly plan. The third is maintaining our juicy January vibe. Remember, that's from Mia Birdsong. Um, with practices that are fluid, deep, pleasurable, nourishing, sustaining, supporting your resilience. Things that are sensual, things that activate your senses in a good way. Remembering that juicy is a way of loving yourself. It's not the shit that makes you feel good in the moment, but is actually dehydrating juicy habits, practices, actions, etc. take care of you. And that's all from Mia Birdsong. You could find all of that information um, in her Instagram posts, um, which I just freaking love so much. And the fourth one is allowing your sankapa, that heart-centered, deep intention that is just attached to your state of being in the world, um, how you want to move through the world, the change you want to create, what what, um, is important to you um, in terms of just you being here and, you know, not ego-driven, but heart-driven, right? And remembering that we are divesting, if you haven't already, but, you know, as a collective, we are divesting from that dominant culture push to have that figured out by January 1st or even the end of January, right? And just allowing things. I mean, if you have it, great. If not, don't worry about it, right? Because the reality is your sankalpa can change. It can adjust. It can adapt. It can just, you know, evolve uh, because the things we want, the things we need, how we move through the world changes too, So I really want you to encourage yourself to offer a lot of space here um, as you let everything unfold and take, you know, initial or more steps, you know, maybe move deeper into even getting more clarity in how, what the practices are, how you are implementing steps to honor that sankalpa of what you need and desire. Now, this week, the shit that we need to talk about is how necessary 
uncovering any discomfort, difficulty, or I don't know, downright challenges that happened for you um, in the wintertime to your mental, your emotional, your physical, or energetic health. And this may actually be on a cycle. If you've been around the podcast for a while, you know that, you know, a lot of things that we experience are on a cycle and, um, you know, we're busy and life is overwhelming. This The oppression <laughs> that we're living under is overwhelming. And so we don't really always have the time and capacity to ad- address everything, right? And so then the reality is some of the stuff that we sweep under the rug, you know, with how challenged we are in the wintertime is still present bubbling up under the surface, um, even festering throughout the rest of the year. Um, Probably (laughs) every episode from 2023 talks in some way, shape, or form about burnout, how how it is happening to us, how it keeps on happening to us, um, and how to reduce its effects and even begin to interrupt the cycle because I am on a freaking mission and it continues to help us to not feel so depleted by the end of the year and bogged down or anxious throughout the winter season. The reality is, friends, winter tends to be really challenging for a lot of people. And those challenges can happen in different ways. For some people, it is the same exact cycle year after year with the same challenge or challenges. For others, it changes based on how they're experiencing life, right? Now, depending on your inner energetic nature, right? Your your natural biological nature, as well as how you are currently experiencing life in terms of balance or imbalance, you might be aggravated by winter's energy or you might be soothed by it. Now, as a reminder of some of the science behind what you're likely experiencing in the winter, I want to remind you that winter's vibe really depends on where you live geographically and what goes on in nature there. Um, From an Ayurvedic perspective, winter is dominated by kapha energy. And that's the energy that governs stillness, steadiness, darkness, and dormancy, right? Kapha energy is largely present throughout the winter, but maybe different ways geographically. Um, It is what is, you know, fueling cloudiness and snow. Here in New Jersey, though, Uh, We don't see snow until the middle of January usually. And so for here, for us, when winter begins in the middle of December, there is still a largely Vata vibe that, and that's the energy, that unsettled, very mobile energy of fall. That is still very, very present for us here in New Jersey um, through December and into January. Um, And that, you know, we don't see snow as I said, till mid-January. But kapha energy is present for us in the cloudy days, the darkness and dormancy. But still, there's wind um, and sometimes a light feeling. So you may live in a place where it is kapha energy, darkness, snow, etc., from the get-go. and Or you may live in a place where it comes in later. For us here in New Jersey, we tend to see kapha energy lasting through most of spring. Um, and so, you know, it just depends. And so, you know, for me, 
the way I experience winter is more of like an unsettledness at the beginning and then that dormancy, sometimes lethargy will come in later on. But you may have a different experience and I just want to normalize that, right? Because, you know, you may know people who are talking about that lethargy settling in from like right when daylight savings hits and we start to see the darker days. For other people, they experience it differently. So you are not bad or weird, right? It's just different. Um, you know, winter's energy, kapha energy, um, is going to call us to slow down, to turn inward, right? That is what governs that invitation to rest, to reflect, to rejuvenate. Um, imagining comes from a little bit of vata energy. And this resting piece though, even for liberation and social change focused people like us who know that rest is necessary, even we still struggle with embodying darkness as restful and restorative, right? And to take this a step further, those people who are naturally kapha dominant, those people who are naturally calm and steady and loyal, the people who, you know, can problem solve very clear-headedly, they might be even headstrong, <laughs> but naturally supportive, very naturally calm. For them, the kapha energy in excess in the winter time can cause a real feeling of lethargy, a sense of heaviness, a sense of unmotivatedness, possibly even deep sadness. It may ignite or trigger some sadness, some some things from the past. And, you know, this may be an uptick in what already happens in their regular life with struggling with the pace of society and society's expectations. And for those living with depression especially those who are naturally um, tend toward a depressive nature, right? Um, winter's dark, dull, slow energy can really complicate that, especially for people who do not have support and practices in place to help them throughout the season as well as throughout the year. Now, on the kind of flip side of the energy of winter, vata energy is the subtle energy of winter. This is that mobile, dry, and light. Not, not light as in sunlight, but lightness um, as, an oppo as opposed to heaviness, right? Um, that's that energy. And that's present for us in maybe occasional dryness or, or dryness that is very present. It could be in wind and also variability in winter weather. Um, this energy is very balancing and uplifting for kapha, as long as it's not like wild amounts. And it's that energy that I mentioned before that supports us in imagining and dreaming and creating plans for the new year or future and getting organized in that way. Those people who are naturally vata dominant, people who are naturally creative, highly intuitive, maybe easily lost in thought, free-spirited, also quick to move on, quick to be unsettled, kind of go, go, go in nature or anybody who's currently experiencing this kind of imbalance, the subtle energy when it happens in nature can be really aggravating, can heighten anxiety or the need to do and limit their capacity to rest. And for those of you who know that you're pitta dominant, that's that energy that governs summertime heat intensity, um, you know, 
very highly motivated people who um, are high achievers. Um, anybody who's experiencing an imbalance in pitta energy too can also be aggravated by vata energy and also can find that their rest capacity is limited. Um, and also people who are vata dominant on a normal basis may not have a subtle relationship with rest or feel safe to do so. It could be very anxiety inducing to rest. Um, and so it is really important for you to understand who you are, how you are, <laughs> right? And not from a judgment place, but a place of self-acceptance. We're going to talk a lot about self-acceptance this month. We talk about it all the time, right? But with self-love comes self-acceptance, a conversation around it. And I, I say it's so important for you to know yourself and understand yourself so that you can limit the judgment, the shame, um, the gaslighting, the bypassing, the spiritual bypassing, and just meet yourself where you are, right? Um, and so really understanding, coming back to the first point I made in this episode of understanding how winter's changing vibe affects you, I cannot say enough about this because of how challenging winter can be for us and how different the challenges can be person to person. Understanding who you are and how you are, what you are currently experiencing and why is going to be really important, not just to meet yourself in this moment, but also to mitigate how much of this shit moves on with you into the other seasons. Because it will, friends, you know, we don't just leave this shit behind. It comes with us. And so I, I'm hoping that throughout this conversation that it's going to shine a light on that. So the first question I want to ask you in this conversation about, you know, honoring winter is what is your current relationship with rest? Where is your acceptance of it? Where is any resistance to it? Where is your guilt? Where is your need? Where is your desire? What is your current relationship with rest? And you may find that you're in the best place ever with your relationship with rest compared to past. Great. Awesome. And you may also realize that while your relationship with rest in terms of how you feel about it, your perception of it, et cetera, is really great, but your practice of it, the way you are allowing yourself to rest, maybe is not where you want it to be, right? And so those two things can exist at the same time. Now, something that I'd like, I love to talk about when it comes to rest is um, another principle of Ayurveda, besides living in tune with nature, which is what we were talking about just now, is taking it easy. And when we talk about taking it easy, we're thinking of a few different ways, right? We're thinking of hobbies. We are thinking about um, spending some alone time, quiet time. We've been talking about this a lot the last few weeks, right? And also practices different, a variety of practices, something that in the wellness space in the last year and a half or so is calling seven types of rest. And that might be rest practices for your physical rest, for your mental rest, sensory rest, creative rest, emotional rest, social rest, spiritual rest. And so I'd like you to consider for the month of February, for this week, what might some rest practices be in each of these categories? Because remember, it is okay for your definition or the way you practice rest to change day to day, week to week, month to month, and year to year. It does not have to be the same thing. 
It may depend on your responsibilities, your access to time and energy, your access to support, right? And that is okay. So I'd like you to continue to explore your relationship with rest, your perception of rest, right? What might be rejuvenating for you? What might restore you? What may be rehydrating for you? Not just in terms of rehydration as in like intake of water, but coming back to the juicy January practice of doing things that are not, you know, that are soothing in the moment, but dehydrating in the end, right? Sometimes we do things that just take the edge off, but really, you know, don't have a good long-term impact or they're not sustainable for us. They're not actually what we need. So what could be actually rehydrating for you? This month, it is going to be really important to explore mental rest practices, mental fortifying practices, spiritual and emotional fortifying practices as well right? We're talking about self-love always. Um, We're talking about, you know, balance emotionally and mentally always, but because things get kind of really wonky in the winter, it's really important. And you may be saying, well, you know, Steph, you know, we're, we're coming into spring and you're right. Right now it is beautifully sunny outside and the sun is warm here in New Jersey. But friends, remember, we've got to deal with the dark stuff. We've got to deal with the hard stuff. We've got to deal with the shit that's present because it will come with us into spring. We don't just ignore it because the sun is shining, right? We got to deal with it. Now, something that really helps us when it comes to the conversation about rest is um, yoga philosophies practice of yamas, our ethical disciplines, our sense of integrity. It's a focus on our behavior and how we conduct ourselves in life. Now, one of the yamas is brahmacharya, and in English, it translates to energy management. That might be managing extremes as in like feelings, cravings, including sexual energy, and manipulation, um, and, and, and turning toward a more moderation type of approach. It is also movement towards essential truth. And so when it comes to energy management, right, it's not just, you know, doing what needs to be done for, you know, immediate gratification or again, uh, a practice that's going to take the edge off, but be dehydrating in the end. And so the question I have for you is what if you stopped giving your energy away in sensory sensual pursuits or actions to make you feel better in the moment, but don't actually address what's really going on? or are dehydrating in the end. Where are you still wanting or hoping for immediate gratification? I always think of like, you know, Amazon delivery, right? And how there's with Amazon Prime, if you've got that option, two-day delivery, right? Many of us are trying not to order from Amazon as much, you know, moving towards small business uh, purchases, of course, but sometimes we find ourselves having to rely on that convenience of Amazon, right? And so how are you feeling when something's not available to you in two days or one day, even same day shipping, right? And how does that also kind of that, that idea, that approach also, how is that present in other areas of your life, right? Where you expect that somebody's going to have an answer for you right away or that this thing is going to happen in a certain amount of time or that you can problem solve or act or react or respond in a certain way in a certain time frame. Also, a big one, where or in what ways are you continuing to put yourself into an energetic deficit or too close to empty or not adequately restoring your energy? 
in the name of doing and being, right? And I know this is hard because we've got to do a lot and we've got to be a lot and we've got to be a lot of places. I know that. And I know that your work is important to you. I know that your efforts in liberation and social change are important. I know how important your family and your friends and all of the things that you hold true and dear, how important they are to you. But remember, friends, I'll always remind you, right? Your self-care is at the root of all of that. So for any practices, rest practices, taking it easy practices, self-care practices that are currently you've got in place, I'm curious, how can you shift your relationship to these things or deepen your practices? And when it comes to community care, how can rest, taking it easy, continuing to lean into winter's vibe, help you to more authentically connect with community and either lean on or in other uh, instances facilitate community care in a really authentic and deep way? And also... How can you acknowledge any resistance that arises with wanting to shift or deepen practices? How can you be with this resistance? And some ways that you can do this is reminding yourself in the moment when you're feeling the resistance of the truth of the practice that you want to do, its value, its effect, and how it's going to support you in your endeavors, maybe how it already has supported you. And allowing this to help you move through the discomfort and what might practices be to continue to help you to move through the discomfort of showing up to your self-care even when life is getting in the way. Now I have a last question for you. Where do you need support? What questions do you have? You might have some more questions that are coming up. You may have some doubts. You may have some in, you know, indecision happening. You may feel like you want to go deeper with this. Remember that you can always connect with me on a release the pressure call. We'll sit down in real time in Zoom and figure out how to implement the practice you want to focus on in a sustainable and flexible way that honors your responsibilities, your available time and energy. This could be even a practice you already have in place, but you want to shift it in some way, right? It may be something new you want to do. But this meeting will take some of that doubt and overwhelm out of the process for you doing this on your own. And move you in the direction that you want to go without the guilt, without the shame, without the shoulds and the judgment. And you'll have variability. You'll have flexibility and sustainability built in for you. My friend, the ease you are looking for really is possible. So, you know, head to my website, stephgalante.com slash release dash the dash pressure dash call. And you could meet me there until next time, my friends. Please be kind and gentle to yourself, just as you would to those who are most precious to you, whether that is a human, an animal baby, or a plant. I'd really love to hear your thoughts about this, any of the support, the guidance that I've provided in this episode. So please feel free to reach out and share it. If you've been loving the show, please share it with your nearest and dearest and leave a review or rating. My friend, remember you are a badass and you are enough. Now go be your favorite self and be well. Humaning is a production of Steph Galante Self-Care, LLC. The show is produced by me, Steph Galante. You can find blog posts of some of the episodes on the episode page at stephgalante.com slash podcast, along with the transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to create more aligned practices for yourself, head to stephgalante.com to learn more about creating a personalized self-care plan within the Holistic Self-Care Collective and coaching with me. You are a badass and you are enough. 
See you next time. Be well.